0: Welcome to the revolution with Jim and Trav. You called me in to bring the thunder and that's what I'm going to do. We're on the road to freedom, America.
1: The dream of freedom. America stands for individual freedom.
2: Let's crank it up!
0: Testing, one, two, three. (laughs) Am I the only one that was super creeped out by that? Always unfiltered and unapologetic. Just a lot of jumbled noise. No do-overs, no gimmicks, no faking it. Booyah! Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Revolution with Jim and Trav, presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network and
3: My Outdoor TV. Hey now. Hey now. A now. What's A now? Are you Canadian? No, I said I now. Okay. Alright, so we are talking what, Jimbo, this week? We're talking about turkeys, tines, and whiskers. Bam! Show. Yeah, we got Lee and Tiffany Lukoski from Crush. Obviously, so cool. They're going to be joining us in literally like 60 seconds. Then, who do we have? Hey, we got Cat Daddy, and he's going to talk about men eating catfish. He's also remodeling his house right now, so we might <laughs> even get into that. And then we're going to be joined by Zach Phillips Actually, with Country Outdoors. catfish eating mint I I don't believe the story you you're going to tell But anyways, you know, a catfish (laughs) ate a German. (laughs) (laughs) I guess in a perfect world, that is true. All right. So, yes, we're talking all things deer hunting. We're talking all things catfishing. We're talking all things turkey hunting and anything else. And we got Zach Phillips. Yeah, I said that, but you weren't listening. No. And he's with Country Outdoors. All right, let's get to Hey, Lee and Tiffany Lukoski with the crush. They've got great teeth.
0: This week, we're talking turkeys, tines, and whiskers.
3: All right, let's get it started.
0: Now, let's kick off a two partner with lee and tiffany lakoski hosts of crush with lee and tiffany on outdoor channel sundays 8 p.m eastern presented by outdoor channel sportsman channel world fishing network in my outdoor tv this is part one
3: Crap, Leah and Tiffany are on the phone. They know everything about deer, and they also have a green thumb. That is Lee and Tiffany Likoski. They are the hosts of Crush with Leah and Tiffany on Outdoor Channel Sundays, 8 p.m. Eastern Time. They are, in fact, the best-looking and coolest couple in the outdoors. Leah and Tiff, how's it going? <laughs>
4: oh, my gosh. That is so funny. I'm like, hey, at our ages, we'll still take that.
5: <laughs> yeah, we just looked at each other like, is this guy nuts or no? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah.
3: He's drinking already this morning. <laughs> oh my god! But we'll take it. That's okay. Yeah. Now, hey, I got a question for you guys, and I, I love following uh, your pursuits all the time. And you guys have had a pretty cool and interesting shed hunting season this year. Um, and you found two sheds in particular that are very interesting. You found one guy that has the potential. Is this right? Of being at two hundred. Uh, class deer, is that right? Yeah, he was already 200 this year. That's oh, the really? The thing about him is,
5: yeah, I mean, he would be like 205 probably. Wow. And so we've been watching him since he was, he's six now. We've been watching him since he was, you know, start paying attention to him since he was three. But I thought he was dead this year. Um, <laughs> you know, I had pictures of him right up until gun season, and then boom, none, not another picture of him. So I just figured.
4: He's a very visible deer, like. People knew about that buck. Yeah. yeah. All
5: over. So I just never a picture of him after it was like on the eighth and ninth, I had pictures of him. And then the tenth, it was like our gun season open on the tenth or eleventh. I you remember what day it was again exactly, but then never a picture again. So I just figured somebody shot him in gun season. So I wasn't really anticipating it. You know, we just driving around and say, like, boy, is that a shed? And let the dogs out and go back and it was him. I couldn't believe it that I didn't have a picture of him, but that sometimes, like I said, uh, cameras, certainly help you a lot but they can hurt you too because i would have probably been hunting that field a bunch and he was likely in there you know it's a big field and you know you got six or seven you know cell cameras lying you know every major trail that's coming into it but they don't have to come in those trails all the time but you'd, you know you'd figure that over a month's time that you'd get one picture of him but not a one
3: now when you have a deer like that a couple things have to cross your mind one He lost his sheds on your place. Okay, so at some point in time, he's been there a lot. You have pictures of him. He lost his sheds there. Now the game plan, in my opinion, is how in the hell do I keep him on our property? Is that something you guys are thinking? Because now you know, hey, he made it through the season. (laughs) How the heck are you guys going to keep him on your property? I mean, that has to be a big thought in you guys' minds.
5: Oh, yeah. It's already done. (laughs) A lot (laughs) of it's done. Really? We,
4: not keeping yeah. him on your property.
5: At least. Well, well, yeah, it is, because he's right on the very north end of our property. So he goes off, Ooh. you know, and on and off and on. But there's a big, like, cedar thicket on the other side. And I just kind of have to always have a feeling, whether it's true or not, I have a feeling that that's where he spends a lot of his time. And then there's big crop fields out the other way and stuff. So we have the big, like, knobs of timber. So we, we burned them. There's, like, a CRP field there. We burned some of that and get that all new and done, but then we're going to go and hinge cut all those timber on our north end there just to really thicken that up. Cause he feeds it that's where he feeds it all summer long. So if we can get them tucked into that, all the new hinge cut stuff in there, a lot thicker and, and nastier in there that I'm hoping that we can keep them right there instead of having to go, Across to the north, where all the
6: cedars are.
3: Yeah. Now, once again, uh, Crush with Lee and Tiffany. All new episodes, Outdoor Channel Sundays, 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Now, I I have a question for you both, and you guys talk about harvesting deer off of age. You know, it really it has nothing to do with size. It has everything to do with age structure. And I I thought it was really interesting. A story I was reading about you guys put out about a buck you called wide 10. Huge, big bodied six year old deer disappeared for like a month or so. And I'm paraphrasing. I don't know if it's right. And he showed up again and he was really just I mean, he was beat to crap. devastated. Yeah. When it comes to age. How do you have you ever waited so long to take a buck? It was too late. Like, what do you what is you guys criteria to say? You know what? I mean, you guys sit down. You're like, Tiff, Lee, you know, we need to harvest this deer. This is his prime time. You know, I, next year would be great. I think it could be too late. How do you guys decide when it's time? I think that's kind of interesting. That's one thing we've never actually discussed.
5: Yeah, and that's, that's a hard one because you would never, I would let every deer go to eight or even older if you could. Mm-hmm. Um, they're always getting bigger. I mean, whether it be just a little bit more mass. I mean, you have those years that sometimes you, you get a, a real stressful situation for a deer and they, they might go sideways or even backwards a little bit or lose a four. But in general, we see like our biggest deer, like at seven and eight, if you can get them that old. And thing is, we normally always, if they're a really good genetic deer, we usually shoot them before that mm-hmm. because you just can't take the chance of yeah. them dying or somebody else shooting them or, you know, just losing them to get hit by a car or whatever. But in an ideal world, you would leave everything to about eight, mm-hmm. but you just can't do that. So, you know, so we used to, you know, never shoot anything till it's five, and now we've kind of changed a little bit even to to six and, and grabbed, you know, another year in there, but I would love to go to eight if we possibly could, but like I said, it's just too risky. You know, a
4: lot of those deer, like, that you end up leaving sometimes, they, they kind of get it's not that you didn't want to shoot them that year. They just like, we either tag out or they just, you never saw them again or yeah, something they like make that. So default, they make it by default almost. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's like so that, that we- buck we were trying to hunt the year before. and Yeah.
3: Tiffany, do you think Lee has too much patience?
4: (laughs) Well, it depends on what you (laughs) regard. There's some things he's got lots of patience for. There's other things. I was like, oh, my gosh.
3: You know what I'm saying? He's like, yeah, he's got zero patience. If we could go to eight to nine years, I'm like, oh, my God. (laughs) I'm like, I I just want to be be born.
4: (laughs) Yeah, I know what you mean. But, you know, the thing is, it's like here, I mean, you just, we used to Get to spend so much time like oh, yeah. observing deer and stuff, and so you just have so much appreciation, and you're like, gosh, I wonder what'll happen next year, you know. So, instead, we just get to be around deer
5: so much that you just yeah it's just almost bad. enjoy letting like, them go. Your, your best genetic deer, you never let them go that long. Yeah, you know because I think you're gonna see less of those. I mean, there's more big deer, but not the the super you know 300 type deer because I think with cameras and so many people managing that you know those good genetic deer at five and six they're getting are getting shot and there's not many of those that are making it through to any older than that. Oh yeah,
6: you bet. There's hey. not many
5: secrets
7: anymore. Hey, we got to take a break. Can you stick around? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, we're talking with Lee and Tiffany Lakoski, and they're the hosts of The Crush with Lee and Tiffany on Outdoor Channel, Sundays at 8 o'clock Eastern time. It is the best show out there. It's presented by Outdoor Channel Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My
3: Outdoor TV. You can hop on My Outdoor TV and watch all of uh, Crush with Lee and Tiffany as much as you want when you're uh, spending time in the bathroom or laying in bed at night. Watch Crush. That's what you got to do. Just don't do it while you're driving, folks. That's silly. Well, that does and- depend. Yeah, it depends. Uh, now, guys, where can we find you online? I uh, have to look it up.
4: We're on Instagram <laughs> and uh, Facebook. I guess we have a TikTok, but I cannot ever say that I've even been on TikTok, God no. is hilarious, but we do, are doing a lot of stuff on YouTube right now. Yeah, <laughs> we're
5: starting to do you know, more stuff on, on YouTube, so that's one thing I'd really like people to check out. I mean, obviously, our social media... Platforms, you can find that pretty easy. But we just start doing more Twitter um, episodes um, of stuff on YouTube. We're starting doing a lot more kind of behind the scenes stuff that you can't really get in on the shows.
3: Yeah, so follow, just type in Lee and Tiffany, and a lot of stuff's going to come up. Lee's still trying to figure out Pinterest. I think (laughs) I don't even have the app. I was going to
4: say, if Lee ever started, if someone says, Hey, I saw Lee's TikTok dance on the other day, I'd be like, Oh my gosh. Yeah, I know.
5: It was an imposter because that wouldn't have. Yeah, hey, more Lee and Tiffany <laughs> right after this. Don't go anywhere. <laughs> Part two with
0: Lee and Tiffany is next.
8: I'm Steven Ronella. We bought a boat on the internet, sight unseen. We're putting it in situations it was definitely not designed to handle. Well, let's go try to save this thing. With 10 of the most interesting anglers we know, they'll each get one day to make whatever modifications they want.
1: I want to drop a grill in Get far away from the
8: uh, gas tank as possible. One boat, 2,500 miles, unlimited bad ideas. Das Boat, series premiere Monday, May 2nd at 8 p.m. on Outdoor Channel.
0: Outdoor adventure and great eating go hand in hand with all of our High Mountain Seasonings Jerky Kits, and Sticks, Buckboard Bacon, Finishing Sauces, Rubs and Shakers, Marinades, and more. Go to HIMTNJerky.com or call 1-800-829-2285 today. Welcome back to The Revolution with Hold j- it! Sorry. Chatting turkeys, tines, and whiskers. Now let's rejoin Lee and Tiffany Lukoski, hosts of Crush with Lee and Tiffany on Outdoor Channel. Sundays, 8 p.m. Eastern. Presented by My Outdoor TV. Stream on your favorite device or download to watch anywhere, anytime. My Outdoor TV at myoutdoortv.com. Here's part two.
7: Hey, we are back. We are talking turkeys, tines, and whiskers in this week's show. And uh, before the break, of course, Lee and Tiffany were on talking about the wide ten and a lot of different things. But I've got to ask you this question, kids. You've got guys like Cooter and Bubba that are kind of patrolling your fences. Do you actually put up visual barriers, like maybe tall silage corn or something, around the outside? Is that how cooter, do you protect it? Cooter from Dukes of Hazzard? Yes. Oh, there you go. <laughs> oh
4: my gosh. we kind of do have a guy that looks like that right now.
3: <laughs> Hire him, please. Sorry, Daddy. <laughs>
4: yeah, sorry, Daddy.
3: <laughs> yeah. How do you yeah. How do you guys go about that? Do you have much
5: problem with that? Uh not so much. I mean, most of our food pots we have like in the center of our properties. We can't see them from out any edges or anything anyway and it seems like you know, we have so many cedar trees, like small red cedars, so whenever I want to do that up until this point I've done just so much with just popping them out, the red cedars out when they're like six feet tall and just and replanting them. And so we've done most of our walls with, with cedars. But there are, you know, so many good plants to do too. Um but you know we mostly use cedars.
3: Now have you yeah. as you guys have transitioned, you know, all throughout your hunting career, I mean, you've always been about, you know, improving whitetail genetics, going after, you know, cool game all over the place. But you guys have changed a lot Especially as you've become Parents Uh, you're doing way More with land management than you Ever have before which is kind of hard To believe is this Kind of you finding you guys niche if you will I mean it seems like you guys are always Doing stuff with the kiddos and I Love knowing you guys it's not A photo op it you know it a lot Of people do that crap but that's not you guys This is just your life this is who You are you spend every waking moment together, working on your land, hunting together. Is this really where you guys are finding your rhythm? I mean, you guys have always been super successful, super popular, super badass, really. But is this kind of where you're really falling into who you are?
4: I'm kind of laughing. I'm like, let me hear you, Lee. What do you got? I actually, I <laughs> think part of it is just by default, especially after my mom passed away and stuff. It just, we obviously don't have any help or anything for the most part. We got a babysitter here or there when I go get my hair done. <laughs> yeah. But and other I'd than like that,
5: but kids with us. So, I mean, they just love being out, you know, doing anything. So it anything the, outside. Kids' side, it's, you know, they're always with us. Um, you know, with one school, of us yeah. And everything else. And as far as, you know, the, The land management stuff, I just, it really has changed really over the last like two years, and especially this year, because I'm not doing the row crop priming. I'm just leaving that to my partner I did that with because I need to have more time on timber stand improvement and all that kind of stuff. Because, you know, I've kind of gotten the food plots up down pat. You got, you know, know all about that and everything. So we've had so much properties and, and stuff. It was about all I could do just to get, you know, food plots in. So now I kind of backed off on the row crop side. So I need to start spending more time on timber and, you know, hinge cutting and thickening up timber and making sure that we have enough, as much food in the timber for deer as we do on the food plots. I mean, really, 80% of their diets can be browsed. So we really need to start working on that. So that's, it is true these last year, especially this year, mm-hmm. you see we've, we're doing a lot more timber work.
4: I'm kind of yeah. interested to see, too, because it's like, you know, if you know Lee, like a lot of his is almost uh like, I kind of compared like our dog sky, what's next, what's next, what's next. <laughs> and what he really enjoys doing is taking a piece of property and making it like perfect. But on some of the pieces he already has, I'm like, well, why don't you just take that time instead of buying something new and just absolutely hinge cut, you know, burn the timber, do all the stuff that you know you need to do instead of almost just leaving a couple of steps out and seeing what can happen on that, you know, and, um, so I'm kind of interested to see on that. Like you said, he's got, he's going to have a little bit more time on his hands without doing the row crop stuff this year. So it'll be interesting to see on some of the food plot stuff. What happens now? Like you said that, you yeah. know, we had Kip down here and just talking yeah. about some of the stuff that we're not doing yet on our farm for yeah, this year. Yeah, just take them to
5: another, the next, next level, level. That we possibly can. Yeah. But
4: then, you know, you, you do hit the kids and it, it is true. It's like really as like obviously. Let's just be honest. The trend in America right now is not great oh, <laughs> as no. far as kids and school and everything that's going. And it's like, you know what? We're old school, man. It's like, there's times where I'm like, you guys go outside and play. You're bored. I'll find something to occupy you, but you're not going <laughs> to like it. So, you know, they're like, yeah, we're out. And now they're old enough that they can do that. But, you know, Cameron, I mean, he was driving a tractor the other day. And, and the kids and fear, and, the skid fear and, and stuff. I mean, even Reagan, she's got like a five-pound bath yesterday. But it's like, you know, <laughs> wow. if we want our kids to model the life that we feel like we're giving them and doing the best we can they have to be with us and they are I mean they are with us all of the time but Cameron just smoked a turkey the other day and it was so funny because we ate it and I'm like hey Cameron how does it feel to provide food for your family and it was funny when he I said it like that you know he was like it feels awesome you know and I'm yeah. like that is just something really cool to be able to take pride on you know it's like you fed a bunch of people with that it's really cool yeah, when, so, But, yeah, I mean, like I said, they're with us all of the time, and we're really lucky to have them with us all the time. You know,
3: I think you can correlate what you guys are doing with your children the same approach as you do with deer. You know, it, it would be a shame. You know, the more you hear you guys talk. They, they hinge cut the they, woods for their kids. They hinge cut the woods so the kids can play, Jim. That's <laughs> what they do, okay? No, but if you, if you think about it, You you do all this hard work for a reason. You know, you're trying to give these animals the best opportunity at life, at maturing as possible and to rob. You're literally robbing yourself if you take them before that right age. Then what's the sense of doing all this work? Same thing as parenting. All these people, I mean, we're pushing our kids away. It's like, let, let's let let the school system raise them. Let's let the, the neighbors down the road, the babysitters raise them. No, let's spend more time with our kids. Give them the absolute knowledge and information and love that they need for the, the, the best chance at survival they have. It's the same approach is with your land as it is with your kids. Obviously, there's a lot 100%. 100%.
4: Yeah, you're totally 100% the truth. It's like there's plenty of weeks. We literally do not do anything besides do stuff on our farms. Yeah. And you know what? Our kids are like, this is so awesome. (laughs) I want to go fishing. This is so awesome. I mean, they just learned to just appreciate the little things instead of just what's next, what's next,
3: what's next, more and more and more and more and more, you know? Everyone should be like you guys. That's what everyone should be like. You guys you're kinda I like I wanna be like Tiffany. The mister and Mrs. Rogers of the Outdoors. <laughs> <laughs>
4: I mean it all reality we're just trying to I mean we both had great childhoods and yeah. I mean I feel like we grew up good we our parents were together and I don't know. It's yeah. like you just kind of go back to the basics of, oh my gosh, you mean you have to spend time with your kids to like raise good human beings? Oh, <laughs> well, that's a novel idea. It's like, why is that like brain science?
2: Yeah.
5: No. It's like when you're young, it's like the one time that you were innocent and everything was awesome. Your parents were never going to die. Nobody was ever going to get sick. <laughs> the world yeah. was
4: good. You yeah. didn't know it was in shambles.
5: So I want to keep that innocence in them as long as you can. You, know, you see what they're doing in schools and Stuff is just like, hey, we are no part of that. I want my kids to be innocent and having fun as long as they can. They'll they'll get to the rest of the stuff at some point in their lives that they don't need to do it at and hope, five. And
4: no. Seven. And hopefully by that time they'll have the sense that I'm like, that is ridiculous. You know yeah. like you said we just have small groups of people that we hang out with that have kids that were raised in the same way and Yeah. You know, we actually we just had a mother a, a family here and they're they're more city people and it was so funny, she's like, Are you gonna let your kids do that? I'm like, Uh yeah It's like <laughs> are you sure? And I'm like, they're not going to learn not to do that if you constantly correct them. I'm like, if they fall, they'll figure it out. I'm like, I feel like mine are strong enough that they're not going to break anything and if they do, I guess they do. They won't do it again. But she was just like horrified. I'm like, yeah, no. Do you see around here? Yeah, we still send our kids out to play.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. All right, hey, we got to get to a break. Lee and Tiffany Likoski, they are the hosts of Crush with Lee and Tiffany on Outdoor Channel. That is Sundays, 8 p.m. Eastern Time. This has been presented by My Tour TV. Stream on your favorite device or download to watch anywhere, anytime. MyOutdoorTV.com. again where where do we find you guys online for real something. we are
4: on Facebook Twitter Instagram the crush.tv um YouTube, YouTube. yeah the YouTube one's really kind of coming on strong though that's a cool one yeah well,
5: we're gonna focus on it more a lot more
3: yeah yeah I like it you can get on there you can see all sorts of cool videos uh it's it's kind of it's personal I like that it had a totally different yeah. feel when you get on there it, I mean it's same you guys but just a more intimate feel I, I, I liked it I yeah. thought it was pretty cool All right, so Jimbo, who we got coming up next? Hey, coming up next is the Kansas Cat Man, Cat Daddy. That's right. Lee and Tiffany love Cat Daddy. They do. All right, so anyways, Lee, Tiffany, God bless you guys. You're so awesome. Thank you for all that you do.
4: You too, you guys. Thanks for having us. We always love being on.
0: The Revolution with Jim and Trav. It's time to get interactive. Trav.com. See us, hear us, touch us. Wait, what? No. Blogs, expert advice, buy your bust, and give us some feedback to let us know how we're doing. JimTrav.com, Our web interface that's in your face. Hang on. The
8: Revolution will continue next. Tommy Gomes a.k.a. The Fishmonger, is back with a new season.
3: Every piece of fish
8: that comes off of your boat, you have a story. He's working to put fresh, sustainable seafood on America's tables.
1: The public are now more aware of where their seafood
8: comes from. They are the stewards of the sea. Farm the seas with a fishing legend.
7: What's the catch? What's the cost?
8: The Fishmonger, all new Mondays at 8.30 on out to our channel. Sprinkle the best of Western flavors by
0: ordering from High Mountain Seasonings at H-I-M-T-N-Jerky.com today. That's H-I-M-T-N-Jerky.com. Thanks for tuning into The Revolution with Jim and Trev. Now, here's our catfish and guru, the proprietor of the beanhole, and a man with over 250 pairs of overalls, Cat Daddy. Brought to you by Yamaha's proven off-road ATVs and side-by-side vehicles. Check them out at Motorsports.com. Here are the boys.
7: Hey, we are back. We're talking turkeys, tines, and whiskers on this week's show. And before the break, we had Lee and Tiffany. What a great couple they are. Yeah. And had a lot of great information about whitetails. But our next guest, man, he knows a whole lot about catfishing. He is Cat Daddy! He's your
3: daddy. He's our daddy. He's the world's daddy. Uh, Mr. Cat Daddy, how's it going, buddy?
2: Oh, man, it's going good today, guys. going good. The fish are biting. The weather's decent now. It's, it's, it's time to get up off the couch and get out there and get rolling.
7: Yeah, well, I got to. Ask you a question. I read something over the weekend about uh, this gigantic catfish they caught over in Europe, and I don't know what river it was on, but in the process of uh, harvesting it, they estimated the uh, catfish to be between 90 and 110 years old. It was well over 175 pounds, and inside of it were human bones. Now, is that possible? Could a catfish eat a guy?
2: Or girl well, i tell you what, you better believe it, man. You know, I've caught catfish that's had a uh, uh, beer tops in them and a uh pop bottle openers and all kinds of crazy stuff. Live live snakes. <laughs> the human bones, hmm, you know, they are carnivorous or carnivorous or,
3: well, we'll just we'll put it this way. They like meat. They don't care if it's your neighbor or what. They're like dinosaurs. <laughs> Did you hear, though, uh, you know, the, the month of April has been amazing. They're in Mississippi. Uh, that guy caught a 131-pound blue cat, and then I think just like the other day in Tennessee, I think it was uh, Cherokee Lake, a guy, uh, Caught the new uh, Tennessee record uh, paddlefish, 120 pounds. Holy cow. It bested the original that was 110
2: pounds. Did you hear about that fish? No, I didn't hear about that one. Man, that's a big old hog there for a paddlefish, man. Oh,
3: yeah. It was like back in 2001, a guy set the record at like 101 pounds and then. Like, five years ago, this guy caught one 110, and then just, like, last week, 120 pounds.
7: On a, I'll tell
2: you, you know, with all this crazy weather we're having, it must be shaking them up out there in the deep rivers, boy. Oh, yeah. Making them, making them move around.
7: Yeah, no, the thing is, we know that paddle season started, what, March 15th? and it uh-huh. go- And it goes through till when? May 15th. May 15th. And so we still got, you know, not quite a month yet that you can go out there and catch those crazy paddlefish, but the only way you can get them is you have to snag them, right?
2: Yeah, you got to snag them. You can't use no uh, uh, barbed hooks either. You got to be barbless.
3: Now, is the catfish bite really starting to pick up? You know, it seems like we're still having, we're like a couple weeks behind. It's still pretty cool, Uh, you know, up where we're at. You can still kind of get some flurries out. But is the catfish bite picking up where you're at?
2: Oh, yeah. Water's, you know, 50 degrees or so. And, uh, wow. They're just hungrier and heck this year, man. They didn't have much of a shad fall. Yeah. So, you know, those those fish are really extremely hungry right now up in the shallows. The water's been cold for quite a while. It's down to 50 degrees or up to, I should say. And, you know, them fish are back in there sunning, back in them shallows, you know, three to eight foot of water. You can catch them all day long back in there now. <laughs> you, you better be ready.
7: Yeah, now you had said yeah on previous shows that 50 degrees is kind of the magic number for fish. When it gets to 50 and above, they really turn on. Is that true yet?
2: Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, the hotter it gets, the better the bite is. I mean, you know, if you get really super hot weather, like 100, 105, something like that, you know, you, you got to find some shady spots, man. <laughs> yeah, now...
3: I was actually reading, you got to tell me if this is true or not, uh, some of the the more interesting baits that catfish like, and I don't think this is crazy cow blood, that seems very understandable. One angler was saying he really likes using bubble gum, that catfish love bubble gum.
2: Have you ever heard of that? I have not heard bubble gum but. Ivory soap bars of ivory soap. Yes! I've heard. Yeah, uh, manudo. They like eating manudo. Uh eat, eat huh. The cow. Li- uh, the lining of a cow stomach. Yeah. And they can keep that as far as I'm concerned.
3: And this other guy said that he uh, puts Preparation H on his baits, like, you know, your 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 butt cream.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, Preparation H, yeah, that might work. I don't know. I've heard him squirting a WD-40 on there. Oh, yeah. Oh,
7: yeah. It's an oil-based, fish oil-based uh, lubricant.
3: You know, a lot of guys said with their, their chicken pieces and liver, uh, they'll also put some liquor in. With That just seems like an absolute waste. I'd rather drink waste. it. Yeah.
2: Uh, oh, i just get some drunk. <laughs>
3: <Yeah>. <laughs> and then they end up eating the bait.
2: It seems like. Uh, hey, I've heard of people soaking uh, chicken breast in uh, strawberry Kool-Aid. <laughs> Are you serious? Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Catching blue cats on. <laughs> it's
3: like when a guy comes through the wall. Oh, man. I
2: <laughs> remember the Kool Aid guy. It seems like. Hey, them old catfish, man, I tell you, they'll eat just about anything you put out there. I mean, really? You know, they're a bottom feeder. You know, that, that, that's what they say about the old, old catfish. But I tell you what, uh,. If they're anything like me, I'll eat almost anything too, especially catfish.
7: <laughs> yeah. Now, also, it says in my notes that they like French fries. Is that true?
2: Well, I don't know about French fries, potato wedges, maybe.
7: <laughs> little, little small, huh? <laughs> yeah, potato. They're, they're more of like a
3: Texas toast kind of fish. <laughs> they go you nuts know?
2: over curly Q fries. <laughs> <laughs> they love
3: Arby's. <laughs> 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 All right. So, number one bait. Before we get to a break, Mister Cat Daddy, number one bait you would head out with. With right now,
2: boy, I tell you, fresh shag goods, fresh shag goods. Mm. Well, and it's, it, it's, it's, it's the bait to use right now.
7: Well, you know, we talked earlier, maybe two, three weeks ago, about uh, using crappie.
2: Oh, crappie guts is excellent, too. Excellent. I'd say that's about a number two, number three bait. If you can get big, big eyes, shad, shad guts right now, oh, man, they're they're loving that. The water's just, you know, <clears throat> like at 50 degrees, and you throw up around right in the shallows, I'm telling you, the minute that hits the water, it puts that uh, scent out, and they're going to, man, you can just almost see the, the Vs in the water where they come up and hit that bait.
7: Yeah, that would make
3: me throw up. Yeah. Now, Mr. Cat Daddy, do you have anything available right now if we want to get out on the water at as these temps warm up, you're also going to start booking for overnight trips. Do you have anything
7: available?
2: Oh, yeah. We're ready. We're ready, guys. If you want to get a hold of me, just www.catdaddyguideservices.com.
7: Yeah, if you to write, old Cat Daddy, maybe show me your latest and greatest. Send it to catdaddy underscore one. At msn.com And this has been brought to you by Yamaha's proven off-road ATVs And side-by-side vehicles Hop online, check them out,
3: yamahamotorsports.com Jimbo, who we got coming up next? Hey, coming up next is Zach Phillips He's the host of Country Outdoors on Outdoor Channel Facebook, Yeah, their Facebook page Every uh, Thursday night, it's live uh, 7pm Eastern Time He and his wife, Mr. Cat Daddy God bless you, thanks for coming on, brother, we love you
2: Hey man, you guys take it easy It's super nice hearing about them catfishing and french fries I just can't believe it Mm -hmm.
0: HumanTrav.com. a message received and rebroadcast through all the world log on now and connect with the boys and stick around the revolution will return right after these messages
8: the backyard done right starts with backyard ready a showcase of new products expert tips and inspiring ideas do it right
0: thanks for tuning into the revolution with jim and trav today it's turkeys tines and whiskers now let's launch into another two-parter with zach phillips host of country outdoors on outdoor channels facebook page thursday 7 p.m eastern presented by outdoor channel sportsman channel world fishing network and my outdoor tv this is part one
7: Hey, we are back. We're talking turkey steins and whiskers on this week's show, and we've got to go to, what, the Dakotas right now to hunt turkey. That's right. Just now being joined by Zach Phillips. He is the
3: co-host, Country Outdoors, on Outdoor Channel's Facebook page, Got to check it out, semi-live, every single Thursday night, 7 p.m. Eastern Time. He is a master turkey hunter. Mr. Zach, how's it going, buddy?
6: What's up, fellas? I don't know about master, but that's a heck of an introduction.
3: <laughs> I don't know. You called in an entire flock of turkeys. Where was that this spring where you called in an entire flock of turkeys? Oh, gosh. Which one, guys?
6: Come on. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be oh, no, We're uh. We've been on the front end of about every season. So, when, especially when we got to Nebraska, all these turkeys are in huge flocks. So, if we've called one in, we've called in 30. Wow.
7: Well, you know, the thing is, it's, it's then tough. And you get them in a flock to actually pick one out and be able to only hit one.
6: Pretty tough, isn't it? Yeah. Actually, I had one two days ago that I killed and I had him within range for about 20 minutes before I was able to get them clear. Oh, geez. And, uh, Levi's over my shoulder. He's like, I got him, whatever. I'm like, well, yeah, I'm no, going to kill a whole flock if I shoot. So,
2: yeah. Yeah. Now,
7: Zach, have you always been a turkey hunter? I mean, where did you grow up at?
6: I grew up in South Georgia, so uh, I've been hunting turkeys since I was probably 9 or 10 years old. And uh, down there, I mean, that's the thing to do. I fell in love with it at a pretty young age and stayed pretty mad at them all the way through high school and definitely in college, so... Yeah. haven't slowed down too much
3: now what all states so far this year in the turkey tour that you and your wife mary are going on i mean you guys are traveling all over the place really racking up the miles how many states so far have you hunted in this spring zach
6: oh man let's see we started in florida went to alabama hunted tennessee south carolina ran to texas now nebraska so seven so far uh after this call i'm gonna hook up the camper and go to South Dakota. So we'll do South man. Dakota, Wyoming, Montana, and then we'll see how we feel. We're talking about going to the Northeast, and I even have a tag in Wisconsin, so I don't know.
7: <laughs> oh, my goodness. That's... Well, you know the interesting part about it, when we got around Easter time, uh, Zach went to the uh, corner store to get a gallon of milk, and Mama went to Australia.
6: Yeah. How did that work out? She got tired of us. She got tired of well, she left me and, uh Well, She left me and Levi, the camera guy by ourselves, for about 10 days. Uh, so our lives was in shambles. We had the RV, a complete wreck. Uh, We ate horribly. We didn't do our laundry. I don't think I took but one shower, but we killed a bunch of turkeys. (laughs) That's all that matters. Now, what is your favorite
3: state to hunt turkeys? I mean, if you could actually nail it down, and there's a lot of states, obviously you haven't so far, Um, but if you had to pick one, what is your favorite state to chase turkeys in?
6: Man, I I really love going to South Florida every year. Really? Uh, I just feel like that first... Week or two of March down there, there's really no cooler place to be that time of year. Uh, it's you know it's the first time of the year for us normally, and we're all really excited to get after it. And down there's just a cool area. I mean, everything's greened up by then. You're normally coming from a cold place. Got the orange groves and fish and gators and all kinds of stuff to do down there. So I love it down there.
3: Yeah, now, once again, got to watch uh, Country Outdoors on Outdoor Channel's Facebook page. All new semi-live episodes, Thursday night, 7 p.m. Eastern time. Um, you know, turkey hunting is tough as it is, but when you add in, you got a co host, if your wife's there or you're calling for her, and then you got a cameraman, you got a lot of crap going on. Uh, it's tough enough when you're by yourself. What do you think when it's all of you guys together, some of the biggest mistakes? uh that disturb your hunt i mean it, it's really hard filming a turkey hunt isn't it
6: yeah uh you know there's a lot i've said a lot of times there's turkeys that we could have killed without a camera uh, i think the camera saves a lot of lives uh, <laughs> Part of it is just, it's just more bodies moving through the woods i mean a lot more to get picked up on and then because of that you wind up sitting off a little further from the turkeys you have to get them to cover more distance or you have to set up where you can actually see we've had turkeys that came in on us and we couldn't see them good enough to film them, and they just slipped on by us. So mm-hmm. uh, I think the biggest mistake is just getting impatient and pushing in too tight to them and then wind up getting busted.
7: Well, you know, oftentimes when you get that uh, Tom that's hung out out there, you know, 60, 70, 80 yards, which is too far to shoot, uh, and you use a run-and-gun type procedure in order to maybe get closer to them, do you find that that tactic works better, or would you rather just try to set up?
6: You know, I'm, I try to be pretty adaptive in my hunting. I don't try to get, I try not to get too stuck on one tactic. Uh, normally I feel out the area and how the turkeys are acting. Uh, sometimes you have to deer hunt them. I don't like to deer hunt them, but sometimes if they're not gobbling, you go running and gunning too hard, all you're going to do is bump turkeys. Uh, so we kind of feel that out in the afternoons. I wind up picking a good spot, whether it be a food plot or a nice open area, sit for a while, at least until I hear or see one, then I may move on them. In the mornings, I typically run a gun a little bit harder and just try to figure out where they're at. Mm-hmm. Um, it just changes, man. It, 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 as the change, the season moves on, tactics kind of change as well. Yeah.
3: Now in Alabama, I mean, you guys ran into some tough birds. It seemed like every day was a struggle. But didn't Mary uh, Yelp up a bird for you? And it was your first bird. Uh, Did he have over a twelve-inch beard? Is that right? Yeah,
6: actually, his longest strand was twelve and three quarters. Oh, really? Seriously? The rest of them, I called him twelve and a quarter because that's what the rest of them was. There was one long strand, which I guess counts. But yeah, he was twelve and a quarter. Man. and she did call him in for me, the first one she's ever called in for me.
3: Really? Well, there you go. She's yeah. your good luck charm.
6: Yeah. Well, we were struggling for seven days straight. We hadn't killed a turkey in seven days, and then she called one in with her box call. I'm like, well, we probably should have let you call all week. <laughs> yeah. Now, do you use a mouse call? Uh, that's about all I use anymore. That, and a, I use a pot call quite a bit, um, but I find myself using a diaphragm more than anything. Yeah. Now, what is your favorite call? Right now, I'm running dead-end game calls. Oh, um, really? What I, with mouth calls, I wind up I'll get 20 of them, and I'll start going through them, and I'll find one that I like, and I run it to death. Like I have my call case on right now, and I'm looking at this red one that I'm running, and it is, it's about done, but it sounds good, and I've ran it every morning for the last two weeks. Oh so, wow! It's a ghost cut, and once it's done i'll start rotating through the 20 and find another one i like
7: yeah Yeah. hey we gotta take a break zach can you stick around yeah sure thing okay hey we're talking with zach phillips he is the uh, co-host of uh, country outdoors with his wife mary on outdoor channels facebook page yeah thursdays
3: uh 7 p.m eastern time this has been presented by outdoor channel sportsman channel world fishing network and my outdoor tv now zach to learn more about you guys you have a whole bunch of episodes dropping every single week man uh to follow your adventures online where can we find you guys
6: the easiest place to find us is you know facebook instagram and youtube and those are all country outdoors Mm -hmm. and then for our personal pages it's zach underscore phillips and mary o'neill official
3: there you go all right part
6: two with zach phillips right after this don't go anywhere
3: we're talking turkey thunder. Gobble, 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 coming for that little wobble. When I see a silly snoot, oh, it puts me in the mood. For the Osceola, Rio Grande, Miriam's Ghouls, there's even an oscillated. It's a wild turkey.
0: An example of a good idea, logging on to the amazing JimandTrav.com website. A bad idea is enjoying all-you-can-eat burritos at the taco emporium and washing it down with chocolate milk. Milk was a bad choice. Keep your priorities in check and make smart decisions. Jimandtrav. Stay tuned. The revolution with Jim and Trav will continue right after these messages.
8: The backyard done right starts with Backyard Ready, a showcase of new products, expert tips, and inspiring ideas. Do it right at GameAndFishMag.com slash Backyard.
0: Hit it, guys. Let's go. Welcome back to The Revolution with Jim and Trav, discussing turkeys, tines, and whiskers. Now let's rejoin the boys in Zach Phillips, host of Country Outdoors on Outdoor Channel's Facebook page, Thursday, 7 p.m. Eastern, brought to you by High Mountain Seasonings. Visit them to spice up your wild game cuisine at HIMTNJerky.com. Here's part two
7: hey we are back we're talking turkey steins and whiskers on this week's show and uh, before the break we were talking with zach phillips talking about all of the places that he's been so far this spring turkey hunting and he's got a whole lot more yeah now how often do you use decoys
6: you know this season we have not killed a turkey over a decoy yet the whole really no way seriously Uh, yeah we just uh, part of it in nebraska we were in texas we were going to use a jake and a hen decoy and it flew out of the back of my truck. So <laughs> well, there you yet. go. <laughs> <laughs> Prior to that, we just I felt like they weren't working the greatest in the areas we were in. So we just we didn't use them and for the most part we were hunting timber in tight areas anyway, uh where they had to come look for us. So we just hadn't used them. But man, even out here in Nebraska, like this we've the last two hunts, wide open fields and we've been able to yelp them in.
7: Holy Well, wow. I always thought that you use the decoys to get their attention off from you and the cameraman and Mary uh, in order to be able to bring them in closer. But actually, that has worked uh, just the opposite for you.
6: Well, and you know, it just depends. If, if they're working well, it certainly makes filming them a lot easier because their attention, like you said, their attention is not on you. And ideally, you know exactly where they're going to wind up. Uh, so it just depends. We'll use decoys. I'm certainly not against them. I try to do whatever's being effective at the time. So. Here next week, South Dakota. I can about guarantee you we'll be hunting over a Jake and a ham.
3: Yeah, yeah, but they need a, a new one. They flew the coop on the interstate, yeah, though. Yeah, you
6: need an equipment manager. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So if anybody's going through Texas and sees a, a sequin feather, that's mine. Uh, also, there's also an air fryer and a bunch of drinks there. So At least they'll be well hydrated, right? Now uh, we have a. Uh, <laughs> Outdoor kitchen on the RV, and the door flew open on the way here. And, yeah, <laughs> Mary's like, "Where's my air fryer?" <laughs> I don't know.
3: <laughs> uh,
6: now, do you guys uh,
3: fan a lot? You big into
6: fanning? No, um, I've done it. I've grown up doing it, and man, is that a hot topic in the hunting world right now. I, that's why I wanted to
3: ask um, you because it seems like you're either for it or
6: it really f- me off. You know, um, man, there's that's been a, a hot topic. I I kind of sit in the middle. I see there's two groups. There's guys that they have the duck hunting mentality. Of let's stack them up, kill as many as we can. Kind of, they come across as bloodthirsty. Yeah. And then on the other end, you have the elitist, purist. I guess you would call them, <laughs> yeah. and they think no decoys, and they say that fans trigger a biological response that they can't control and all that. Man, I sit right in the middle on it. Yeah. Um, I, I think if it's legal, go for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, be safe. I think if you're promoting it on TV or radio, whatever it is. Just tell people to be safe with it. Don't do it on public land. Don't do it where there's timber. Use some common sense because it can be a dangerous tactic for sure. As far as ethics go, I mean, I'm cool with it. I just I don't do it a ton anymore. I did it when I was younger for sure. Yeah,
7: it's probably with those turkeys that are on
3: the highway. You don't want to fan those. No. Now, one thing we do want to mention, you guys are traveling all over the place uh, for your turkey tour, and you're pulling a beautiful – uh, fifth wheel trailer from Camping World. What model is that, man? That is nice.
6: Yeah, it's a Keystone Cougar um, half ton from Camping World. Uh-huh. Get a model number, a 32U or something like that. Yeah. Uh, but it's a 32 foot, got three slides on it. Um, this one has a bunk in the back. So we used to use, have a toy hauler. This one's not a toy hauler. Uh, we just needed a little bit more bunk space for producer and friends in the back. So, yeah. A pretty good
1: setup.
3: Yeah, that is really nice. It's like the Jay-Z model is what it is. I mean, this thing is Big pimping. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, just make sure you close all the doors on the side when you're going down the road.
6: Yeah, Uh, yeah, you really need to (laughs) pro tip lock that uh, outdoor kitchen door. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so uh, Zach Phillips,
3: he is the co-host. Such a great show. Country Outdoors, Outdoor Channel's Facebook page every single Thursday night, 7 p.m. Eastern time. You guys like Film That Week, Edit,
6: Produce and put it up. Is that right? Yeah. Yep. We're doing uh, 16 straight weeks this season. Wow. And six of them were filmed last year. And then we edited them as we were going. And then um, this year we're doing 10. So, yeah, I got to edit. We got an episode this Thursday that I haven't edited yet. So, oh, gotta man. find some time and some Wi-Fi.
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and where's you like down in Alabama? And it was really tough. And you're coming up to a deadline. And I mean, uh, you guys had to feel the pinch, right?
6: Yeah, it actually, it was that. Wednesday morning we got up I still had not edited at all (laughs) and uh I was like man so we went and hunted and then I had to have that conversation I'm like do we push the episode back a week or do we just air it as it is without a kill and we just kind of arrived on that's turkey hunting that's real so we heard it as it was yeah Uh, we didn't man I don't even know if we saw a turkey in that five or six days and then of course I stayed up all night long editing that episode And the very next day, we killed. (laughs) Did you? There you go. There you go. Hey,
7: we got to leave it right there, Zach. We've been talking with Zach Phillips. He's the host of Country Outdoors on Outdoor Channel's Facebook page. Uh, this has been brought to you by High Mount Seasonings. Visit them online to spice
3: up your wild game cuisine, your wild turkey, at himtanjerky.com. Again, Mr. Zach, to learn more about you guys, your awesome co-host Mary, Country Outdoors, everything you guys have going on, plus you have a cool concert series, man. Where can we find you online?
6: Yeah, just look up Country Outdoors on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. And if you want to find Mary, Mary O'Neill official, and then I'm Zach underscore Phillips. All right, we got to get to a
3: break. Zach, God bless you. Love you, man. Thanks for coming on, buddy. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys.
0: Stay right there. The Revolution with Jim and Trav will return right after these messages. Any adventure, any task, any time, there's a Yamaha Utility ATV for any ride and any rider. See the full lineup at YamahaMotorSports.com. Adventure seekers can start with the trail tested capability and comfort of the Yamaha Grizzly lineup. For the ultimate in mid-size ATV performance, check out the Yamaha Kodiak 450. And for those who mix work and pleasure, the Yamaha Kodiak 700 line devours chores and leaves room for adventure. Find your utility ATV at your local Yamaha dealer or at YamahaMotorsports.com. That's YamahaMotorsports.com. ATVs are recommended for use only by riders aged 16 years and older. ATVs can be hazardous to operate. Yamaha recommends an approved training course. For safety and training information, see your dealer or call 1-800-887-2887.
1: I'm Al Simon, 91 years young. I created Balance 7 20 years ago. At 67, I went to see the doctor for the first time in my life and found that I had medical problems. He told me that was normal for my age. I don't believe God intended us to be sick and old. I decided to find something to bring my health back. For 10 years, I studied pH and how important it is to the human system. Balance 7 gave me back what I lost by getting older. I no longer get out of bed with a joint discomfort. Balance 7 can do for you what it has done for me and many others. In three days' time, you'll feel more energy, less joint discomfort, and clarity of thinking. No doctor or hospital can do what Balance 7 can do for you. Balance 7 is the key to unlocking the healthy immune system. Bring your body back to balance. Order now. Receive free shipping with the code word AL. Go to Balance7.com. That's Balance7.com. Order now and get your free shipping and a free gift with your order. Go to Balance7.com. Use the code word L. Great show,
7: everyone. We just got to get out of here. Man, this is it. Oh, no. This sounds serious and real.
0: This concludes the revolution with Jim and Trav this week.
7: What the hell are we still doing here?
0: Don't forget to drop the boys some feedback and stay in touch at JimandTrav.com. Hey, what a
7: great show this week, talking about turkeys, tines, and whiskers. Yeah, had Lee and Tiffany Likoski, Cat Daddy, and... Zach Phillips. Hi, right, Jim, a last word. Hey, last word is, it's still turkey hunting season. Get out there. Also, while you're out there, and we didn't talk too much about uh, shed hunting with uh, the folks today, but there's a lot of sheds out there. Actually, yeah, we did. <laughs> <laughs> For like eight minutes with Lee and Tiffany. But anyways...
3: Uh, You had to be paying attention. Uh, Get outdoors this week and take some kiddos with you. Hammer home firearm safety. It is imperative, boys and girls. Thanks so much for listening. Make sure you hop on jibbitrav.com. We will return next week, won't we? We will. Peace out. God bless you in the United States of America. We love you. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. The future of online TV is here. View exclusive content from your favorite talk radio hosts and new programs that you can't see anywhere else. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv today.
7: We're on Alexa smart speakers and connected devices.
3: Hey,
4: Alexa, play... Being Here Podcasts on Apple Podcasts. Try it
7: now.
0: Fall in line, this is the Revolution Backwoods Bootcamp, you grunts, where Jim and Trav will be accompanied by Craig Boddington from Guns and Ammo to instruct on firearms, ammunition, and firearm safety. Then Daniel Vitalis of Wild Fed will teach natural foraging and Christian Burke with Peterson's Bow Hunting will hone our archery skills. The Revolution is presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Saturdays
3: at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel.